Welcome to From the Arsenal, everybody. This is episode three of our Flesh and Blood podcast. We take this very seriously and we're very prepared. Um, so <laughs> this week we're joined by myself, Chris, uh, Todd, Mike, and Addison. Um, we're going to be talking mostly uh, preparation for the Red Riot Games Flesh and Blood Tourney, which is on the 27th to 28th. Um, this will be the last show we record before that actually kicks off. So we're going to talk some tournament prep, what we think we might see, um, all sorts of good stuff. But first, how are you guys doing? Uh, I am here. I'm doing great. Venom is phenomenal. Oh, wrong one. Wrong show. My bad. I'm doing awesome, and I just read the title of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a lie, Addison. Well, there we go. Chris had some feelings about that. Uh, yeah. I didn't put it in there, but I agree 100%. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. I don't uh, – okay. <laughs> no, no, you know, that's fine. If you have some more things you want to say, go for it. No, no, go. No, start – just do it. Well, we uh, – I was just going to talk a little bit first about stuff that's been going on at the shop. Um, we haven't had a ton of news for Flesh and Blood recently. We had the big calling tournament that we talked about the last time. Um, since then, we've had some small shop events, mostly playing constructed, getting ready for this uh, tournament. Um, so we had a – Six-person constructed today. Went pretty good for most of us. I played my Ranger deck that I've been working on forever and played two mechs, so it was just a trash-ass, weak-ass day. But how did you guys do? You got bent, didn't you? It's just two tournaments in a row I played the two Dash players. So I uh, I came in second with Dash. Oh, that's weird. You got second with Dash. That's good. That's, yeah, that's really odd, I lost, second with Dash. I lost to Dorinthia, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> good. How about you, Mike? Uh, good, I lost to the same Dorenthia deck. I mean, he drew the nuts this round. When you block out turn one, take eight, and then turn two, you're sitting on a uh, defense reaction and your arsenal, and then you have three defense reactions in your hand, and they hit you with a uh, command and conquer, and then raise a reflex that. So they hit you for nine. He can't, can't raise a reflex. A, can't raise a reflex a, a command and conquer. Yeah, he, he, can. Just, he can. You cannot. It's a react. It's, a it's one reaction. or less. It's one, one or, less, or less, bro. Well, hey, do we want to start this over again? Well, <laughs> I mean, apparently, I just got misplayed on and didn't realize it, but it's okay. And now you're um, admitted to the world. Wow! Wow! Admitted to the world. So, everybody, when you play against me in the tournament coming up, you can apparently you can raise a reflex or a command and conquer, and not catch, and I won't catch it. But anyway, I digress. Expert panel here today. Expert. We know exactly what we're talking about. Addison should have been watching your game. He should oh, have I, been. I should have been. I was playing Todd. And I, I get all stressed out when I play Todd. So, yeah. How'd you do, Todd? Uh, <laughs> I went 2-1. Like, I actually beat the Warrior player that both the mechs lost to. Um, and I was playing Ninja. How did that um, make you feel? I mean, I felt fine. I thought I was going to finish higher than third since I beat the only <laughs> undefeated. But, however... I finished third. That's not how these things go. In fact, we all no. finished two and one, except for who? me. We actually had four <laughs> two and ones, a one and two, and an O oh, three. Yep. Oh, yeah. That O had me and Chris tilted. Sure. <laughs> so you know what? You know what's funny is that Todd beat the Dorinthia player, and his deck's built fairly well, other than the fact that he tried to, he played a Razor Reflex on a Command and Conquer, but. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I and didn't that, do that. Now let's no, clarify. That I, know was a warrior. I know you. Did. I know you didn't. But uh, that's supposed to be your hard matchup, and it seems like you did pretty good with it, which I thought was pretty impressive. Uh, what the ninja and the warrior? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a really solid turn one. I think he made a error in his uh, blocking choice um, coming out of turn one. Okay. Um, and and that led me to a big turn. Um, that that error in choice that he made actually allowed me to get off the entire um, surging strike chain, turn one, um, followed into both Kadachi hits, closing with a command and conquer. It's pretty gross, but it's still just turn one. He, he still wasn't able to recover at all from that? No, I mean, so you you know how that list is built that I have. It's It's got a few defense yeah. reactions in it, and, and it's designed to stop multiple hits. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it'll take a big hit, but it's designed to stop like go wide kind of. Yeah, because like, that's what the flick flax are for. That's what your flick flax yeah. work, and they're they're discussed. I mean, they're great when it comes to go wide decks for sure. Yeah, and and, and that's kind of the strategy that I had going for him. Um, 
And, and I was able to, after that turn, I was able to consistently keep pressure on threatening eight or nine damage, but, and, and it only takes a turn or two more from that after a turn like that turn one. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you there. Yeah. Cause the other part of that was there was an art of war to start that off. Um, so all of my attacks were plus one. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so that makes, that makes blocking choices even harder. Yeah. So the only reason I bring it up is because, um, and then, so Chris mentioned that we were going to talk about tournament prep and stuff. So what I've found in the, my playtesting of a lot, a lot of games on, on TTS and in the, at the shop is that the top two decks are dash and Dorinthia. And, not only are they the top two decks, but what they do for each other is they play each other really hard. I think it's probably 50-50. I think Dorinthia might have a slight edge, but I still can't decide. But what they do for each other is that Dash beats Dorinthia's bad matchups, and Dorinthia beats Dash's bad matchups, which I think is actually really interesting because Dash, at least the mid-range version that I play, really, really destroys any deck that tries to play slow and play controlling. So if you play a yeah. lot of defense reactions and you play a deck that's not going to really put a lot of pressure on, it's really easy to just set up and then just pitch cards every turn and shoot. The, and shoot. And if you end yeah. up getting caught in a spot where you have to block out, you can do that and there's really no consequence to it because you just end up drawing up and you wait for your opponent to have an off turn and then you just go again uh, with, the, with the pistols. And the flip side's true for Dorinthia where Dorinthia, her bad matchups are the decks that can turtle. And that can really, uh, you know, stop what she's trying to do with defense reactions. And so you got Guardian, you've got the Ninja Turtle deck, which is like a way more defense reaction heavy deck than even what you play, Todd. Yeah. And then like Fatigue Ranger and stuff like that, that's really playing um, super defensively. And though, and Dorinthia has a hard time busting through those decks because what will happen is that she'll just literally run out of threats and then she'll have nothing but a Dawn Blade swinging for three. And that's when you can kind of just win the game at the end. So I find, I find it interesting that those two decks being the top, actually help each other in a way with beating each other's bad matchups, which I thought was pretty interesting. So when I'm, when I'm preparing, that's kind of how I approach it with as far, as far as what the top decks are, those two, in my opinion. I don't know if y'all have yeah. a opinion that. Yeah, no, I think we'll go over that more when we get later into the uh, our prep, right? Like, I think I think we want to we save those tidbits that we've come up with so far. Um, okay. Yeah, because like, I, I, but I do agree with you. I think, I think that's actually a really a solid way to look at what they're actually doing to the meta and how they're actually making each other, the other lists play off of each other into them. Yeah. And I wish I knew, I wish I knew what, like, I don't play a ton of other deck, like other decks. So like, I need to really get reps with the like Ranger and, and Runeblade to see if there's anything that they can bring to the table. Yep. Well, yeah. So we're, we're talking about that. So let's just jump right into it. We could talk about some of the uh, setup for the tournament. This is um, through Red Riot Games in Canada. It's going to be taking place uh, February 27th and 28th, so two weeks from now. Um, It's going to be Classic Constructed, which is kind of a difference because we've been seeing a lot of Blitz lately, especially coming out of New Zealand and Australia. Um, It's a $30 tournament. Uh, Prizing is uh, first, second, and third are going to be splitting 2,000 Canadian bucks which are like monopoly money, but I guess we can spend it here. So that's <laughs> what you want coming out with all these stimulus checks. Dude, I, I, love, I, be monopoly I love monopoly money. I mean, I'll take it. I actually hate playing monopoly, but sorry, I'll take it. Uh, first place uh, is going to be getting a thousand dollars and a custom play mat. They're also getting a foil play set of enlightened strike, command and conquer art of war and Tome of final uh, all unlimited. Second place is going to be taking home 500 and a custom runner up play mat. With a non-foil play set of Enlightened Strike, Command and Conquer, Art of War, and Tome. And then third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, gonna split a couple hundred bucks and all get top eight play mats. Um the structure pool. Was that pretty good prize pool? Yes. Um the structure of this is is the weird one, and this is gonna be a little wacky for anybody who's you know played a, a good number of live tournaments, uh, like I think we all have here. Um, but it's gonna be split into eight pods where only the top player will move into day two. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a very tight cut. A lot of these uh, types of tournaments, especially with this many players, are going to be going X and twos usually go in uh, with a pretty big top cut. This is just the top player in each pod, so it's going to be tough. So so effectively, I mean, like, let's go a little bit farther with this to explain what tough means. you got to win your pod to make the cut. Mm-hmm. 
So you got to go undefeated in your first three rounds to win that pod to make the cut. That's it. Yeah. That, that's who's making it. And your pod's random, so you could get put in with a whole bunch of noobs, or you could be put in there with someone like that plays with I, I, like I, Kirkpatrick. You could be in there with a pod with Kirkpatrick, and that's just a a, a gauntlet. You could say that. <laughs> for who? For me? <laughs> for everybody else? <laughs> um, and it's it's not a very grueling tournament, right? So this is going to be on TTS, which is going to be a little bit weird. Um, games are going to go a little slower. It's going to take people a while to figure it out if you haven't got a lot of reps in. But it's only four rounds in day one. So, Wait, it's, so it's four rounds day one? Four rounds day one. Whoa. Uh-huh. So that's that's even worse. So that means if you go undefeated in your pod, you still have another round. Yeah. You could go 3-0 and you have to play your final round. So you go 3-0, have to play your final round, and you could lose that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could go 3-0. Wow. Play your final round to a 2-1, and then you both end up 3-1. And then you get to go and strength the schedule after that. Well, yep. So and, and the 3-0 should have technically made it. Should have, yeah. But you still mm-hmm. got to play a fourth round. Right, yeah, you still have to play because you can't, can you know, just concede. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a very interesting format. And like I said, uh, wow. all of us have played a, a good number of live tournaments. This format's really different. So the prep is going to be different, which is why we want to spend so much time talking about it. Now, there's a couple of things that I think of immediately that hopefully you guys can expand on a little bit. Um, number one is going to be what do we think the split is going to be like on classes in this? Are people going to hard represent the best classes, like Addison was saying, going Dash and Dorinthia? Um, or because it's a, the first North American tournament, are we going to see some more experimentation? What do you guys expect? Well, I, I, I will, I'll start off and say that this is not technically just a North American tournament. It's right? not, but we expect a lot of participation from North America because it's in Eastern Standard Time. Sure. So you will get international players, but probably not as much as, say, the calling of That's it. true. That's true. Um, the fact that it's on TTS is going to be really interesting. I, I I want more reps on TTS. There's a couple things that are a little bit wonky to me um, that I, I still need to hammer out, and I think that's probably due to class choices in testing more than, like, tournament structure. Um, particularly, like, I've been testing with Brute. Um, and the, the random discard mechanic, man, I wish they had a button like destiny. Me too. Yeah. I really do wish they had, um, a button. that, that would be, that would be the super awesome thing to do. Um, but, um, that's, that's been probably my biggest issue in testing right now is I've been testing a lot of brute there. Um, and if I'm going to play brute, I'm going to need to get more reps with brute on there and figure out a better way to do that. Um, let's start with the question that was asked. Yes. What do you think the class representation is going to be? <laughs> um, I think I think there's going to be somebody playing brute. Okay, I wonder who that is. <laughs> One guy playing brute. Cool. No, no. Well, good I mean, insight, Todd. So, so, so to go to the original question, um, and based on this tournament structure, it kind of behooves you to play what you know is strong, um, because of the fact that you have to win your pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that kind of Trying to play those one-off decks that you think are going to play strong into the meta, quote-unquote, is going to be really tough because of the fact that that list has to win its pod, not make a cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be really tricky. I think you will see a bunch of Mech and Warrior. Um, and, and I would think so much so that it's going to make up probably at least 45% of the field between the two. I don't think it'll be that much. You Really? 45% between the two? I don't Not know. individually. I know not individually. I, I, it might be close. I think that you're underestimating how much people just play the class that they love to play. That's true, right? And, well, I, like- and I don't know who's going to be in this. I, I don't know who to expect for this tournament. I don't know how – like I know it will be competitive because of the way it's structured, but I don't know how many of the people that are playing in it are consider themselves like hyper-competitive players. You know what I mean? Like there are yeah. so many people out there. Like I play on TTS a lot. And there are so many people out there that are just so diehard when it comes to like either playing Ranger or playing Runeblade or playing Brute that you, it doesn't matter what you tell them about the class, they're going to play it no matter what. Right. So I, I don't know what split of people we're going to get. It could be 45% between the two. I would expect it to be more like 30% between the two, maybe 15 each. But I, I don't know if that's correct or not. I do think that there's going to be a lot of people that just say, this is my class, this is what I play. And I'm playing it no matter what. 
and I think that's kind of that's kind of unique to Flesh and Blood in general. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's my that's my personal opinion on it. Like I think there'll be a fair amount of brutes. There'll be a good amount of guardians. Uh, there's going to be a lot of rangers. I would I would bet that there's a, a that's up there in like the ten percent range probably when it comes to metagame really? breakdown. Yeah, people love that that class, man. They really well, do. That's, some, that's something that I thought about too. Since this is going to be the first opportunity a lot of North American players have had to get into an official tournament, that they haven't gone through the the pain of trying to play their favorite deck and having it get smashed and haven't made the transition to saying, oh, I'm just going to play the thing that wins because I know that it wins, right? So this one might get a little funky with the deck list. Well, I will say, I will also say this, like, from my experience at other card games, you have a meta and a European meta, a Pacific Time meta, and then North American meta. They're always slightly different um i know from destiny we saw metas that decks that made top eight cuts that were like how the heck did that deck make a top that deck will get crushed over here kind of thing and and we so we might be experiencing something like that i I don't think it's uh, that drastic yet but i think uh, um i agree that with with you guys when you're saying that we have certain decks that some people we know red right games like you know if you've watched his his stuff on youtube you know he's one of his favorite decks is runeblade you know he loves that deck and so, you know, is it, is it, is it going to be that he, like, if he's in the deck, if he's in a tournament, is he going to run Runeblade because he loves that deck so much? Um, stuff like that, you know. And, and we have a lot of people that, that they love a class, they're going to play that class no matter what. And, um, and or, or also in North America, we don't have the carpool that we do, that the guys in New Zealand have. Like, we, we don't have those. A lot of us don't have the cars that we need to run those decks. Obviously, on... On TTS, we don't need to own the cards to run it, but maybe they got used to playing a certain deck, and so that's what they're just playing that deck that they're they're used to playing by now because they haven't tried anything else. Who knows? Um, I, I think I do think that Dash and Dorenthia are going to be 45, 40 to forty five percent of the meta. Um, I'm hoping to see a wider spread of, of more representation of other decks. Um, that would make it a lot more interesting. Uh, but I also feel that at the same time, because like I'm one of the players that I love taking the black horse deck, the deck that no one knows about, or the deck that, you know, has a good deck, has a good matchup against top decks or top tiers, but struggles on day one matchups. Um, they usually, they usually lo- lose round one, but then they, they get the losers bracket, do very well. And then make day two because of that. Um, but well, that's not going to fly here. I know that's 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 what I'm saying. Like I love playing those types of decks, um, but I feel that because you have to win your pod, people are going to just be like, "Man, if I since since I can't lose a round in my pod, I'm going to have to go ahead and just play to play the best deck." Um, I feel that 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 might push people up to running Dash or Dorenthia or maybe even Ninja. Yeah, I, I I'll go. So I I'll be the. Uh... I'll, I'll be the guy with the umbrella and the rain cloud. Um, since there's cash involved, um, I, I expect people to bring what they think is going to win the tournament. Yeah, but at the same time, those decks, every deck takes experience. Sure. Like I, 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 but that experience doesn't matter when you're trying to take something that you think is going to win win a tournament, right? True. True. But you might. So, so if you if you know that mech and wizard are the strongest in the field or, or field they're the strongest in the field. You mean, you're you going mean warrior, not wizard, right? I'm sorry, mech, <laughs> mech and warrior. Um, yeah. if, if you know those, those tend to be the strongest in the field and, and you're trying to come up with a list to take, you're probably going to lean to something that you know has a winning percentage that's high. Uh, especially if you're trying to play in a cash tournament. If you're doing that, then I just, I hope to God you have the reps. Because you, know, you can't just pick up a warrior deck and be like, I'm going to take this to a tournament and kick butt with it. I, I agree. Now, I agree with that statement 100%, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about representation. True, mm-hmm. true. Uh, and, and that's why I think representation would be high. But I'm always a big advocate of, hey, man, if you're playing Brute or you're playing Runeblade or you're playing Bravo or you're playing Ranger, and that, is that the best deck in the meta right now? Probably not. Um, but a lot, a lot of people say no, it's not. But if that's what you have the most reps with, and you're comfortable, and you're on comfortable it. with it, you run that deck because 
you might yeah you might play against a dash player or you might play against a warrior player but you might also get that that dash or that that Dorinthia player that is not used to that deck and you just work them you know what mike you convinced me i did yep cool that's what i do man that's what i'm here for we'll save it for the section where we talk about what you think you're gonna play okay um <laughs> i'm gonna play mech now I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk, talk all this right trash, and then we'll get to that section and be like, oh, you're one of those guys. Um, <laughs> so it seems like we have a little bit of a split here. Uh, I think Todd makes a really good point where he says that because there's cash involved and a significant amount of cash at that, and because the cuts are so tight, that it probably makes sense that there's going to be a big percentage of the field that's playing the tried and true, right? Um, like I said, we yeah. don't have a ton of tournament results for constructed events, but we know from playing that Dash and Dorinthia feel really strong. Addison, I know you feel a little bit differently that people will probably spread out a little more. Um, and I see that too. Uh, like I was saying, people tend to gravitate towards the stuff they really like. And it, without having experience in big tournaments, there's probably going to be a lot of people who feel like, oh, I can get through that. Or, you know, I can make it through that. My deck feels good. I like it. It's thematic, whatever. I beat it at my locals. I beat it at my locals. And, and they may have be coming in for a surprise because, you know, Dash and Drinthy are good for a reason. So so we're a little split there, but I think there's good points on both sides. Uh, it's hard to say what's going to happen there until it actually happens. Um, but that's something to be on the lookout for. Um, so we'll go into what we think we're going to play. And if you don't feel comfortable giving out too much information, that's fine. I just kind of want to get your mindset. When you're looking at the tournament and what you think the potential lineups are going to be on the classes, what are you? What are your decision points? Like for me, for instance, I have a Ranger deck that was started being built as a fatigue deck. It's kind of branching into going wide with a really good defensive core. I'm afraid of certain things. Like, I'm afraid of Dash. Dash has been a deck that I have a difficult time getting through. In fact, I haven't gotten through it. I got Mike to 5 today. I got Addison to 16 today. And those are the best matches I've ever had against Dash. So if I'm looking to go into this field where I think there's going to be up to 20 to 25% Dash players, I got to think really hard. Am I going to just dodge and not do it? Because that's what I have the most reps on. And I know I have some almost auto-loss situations. Or do I pivot into something else? What do you guys think you're going to do based on what the field looks like? What do you think you're going to do? I'm thinking I might sit it out, honestly. It's 30 bucks. I know there's going to be a lot of dash. I know that the I haven't figured it out yet. And thus far, the dash match feels unwinnable. So at the end of the day, like, do I save my 30 bucks and I keep working on it? Or do I just throw at it and hope something sticks? Um. So, I mean, my counter argument to you would be that, like, even if you feel like that's a bad match, like, this is, you're not going to get an any more ideal scenario to test a list than in a formal competitive tournament. Yeah, I don't know if I need to spend $30 to do that, though. Well, I mean, how else are you going to stress let, yourself? Let, let me say this, though. Let me say this. All right. So, if, if, if we're saying that Dash and Dorenthia are on the high end, 40 to 45% of the meta. So Dash, Let, Let's go 30 to 40. Okay, but so Dash itself is what, 20, 15, 20% of the meta? Yeah. Maybe more? I would maybe, say it's, uh, it's probably on the higher end than Warrior. So, so let's 25, say 20, 25. 25%? It is easier to play. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you go into an eight-person pod. Dash is 25% of the meta. How many Dash players are in that pod? Two. Two? On the high end, two. Uh, yeah, at 25, two. Okay, on high ends too. Literally okay. two. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's is easy. Some of us have had more have hit have been hit to hit more. Some people have had more to drink than others. It's okay. <laughs> um, so two. All right. <clears throat> you have a phenomenal matchup against every other deck. Right. Twenty five percent. I would say. I would say. I would take Ranger uh, Chris's Ranger deck because I've played it. I would take that deck and take and play. If I don't have to play Dash, and I and I I, know, I knew I was going to a tournament, there was no Dash players. I would take that Ranger deck and laugh the entire time. I, I would crush. I, I, I no other deck All scares right. me. So I bet you lose. Deck. I bet Ninja Turtle beat you, or at nah. least gives you a run for your money. Nah. So, Maybe, but well, not. Nah. Well, and here's the other part of that too, right? Like, so he shows up at a shop tournament. There's two mech players in an eight-person shop tournament. He's almost guaranteed to hit at least one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the ideal thing would be to take the first one 
first round loss in submarine, but you can't do that. That's the trick. Yeah, I, I get that. So, well, what I'm saying is that in this tournament, in an eight round match, okay, are you going to get paired up against a dash? You'll probably play against one dash. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. It's your worst matchup. You'll, get, you'll probably play against a dash player. So, are you going to be playing against an experienced dash player? And on the top side of that, is that dash player going to know what your deck is specifically doing? Because you have you have a you don't you're not playing Ranger normally. You're playing a different Ranger build that we've been working on, and we haven't really. I mean, if people have been watching our streams. They might have seen some of it, and they've seen some of its work in progress. But it's not the typical Ranger deck. Right. So, are, is your opponent going to know that? I don't think that they need to, and that's what makes Dash strong. I think Dash just sets up like Dash always sets up, and it's always a good match. So I will, I, will, I will say, I will say to Mike's point, Addison, who, who play dash all the time and we know what your deck does. Yeah, those, that's those, are, true. Those, are, those are the dash players you're playing against Two experienced dash players that one of them has helped build your deck and the other one has played against your deck several times. And so they know what it does. So the, he's got a point and I'll tell you why he's got a point because the first time I played against that deck, I sideboarded in a way that was like, the high octane tome of find all like try to do broken stuff thing. And I, and I would have gone to time if we were timing the match in on TTS. And I might've even lost because I sideboarded incorrectly. So there is a chance that the dash player could sideboard incorrectly against you and you could get your percentage points that way. Cause yeah. if they, if they sideboard incorrectly, then you have just as good a chance as anybody is beating them because sideboarding is so important in this game. And another caveat to sideboarding is that when you sit down, you only have to reveal your hero. So they don't know what you're playing. They don't know what kind of, of what is your name? Azalea you're playing. They just know mm-hmm. that you're playing Azalea. They don't know right. that you're playing Death Dealer. They don't know whether you're playing with Redliner. They don't know They don't know anything. So you could have that going for you. Um, it's just a big gamble. It really is. So I, I don't know what the correct answer is. But uh, yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, it's something I got to think about. I got a couple weeks, you know, uh, maybe not that long if I have to make a decision on whether or not to sign up now. But I think right. with the way your deck is, like, I, like, I think it's worth the gamble to see. And you still, and you still, it, even going to a tournament like this, I still, you think you, you, you bring what, what brought you kind of thing. You run with what brought you kind of thing. If, if you, if this is your tried true, you know, this deck, you run that deck. You don't, you don't try to swap out for something else. Yeah. That's just my opinion. You know, if, if you're most comfortable playing, Runeblade, uh, if you if you're comfortable playing Wizard and Constructed, then my hat goes off to you. Do it, you know. Well, all right. So then let's go a step further. We talked about Chris, and if Chris plays, he's playing a Ranger list that we've been working on. Addison, um, your your mech deck has done you quite well here locally. Yeah. What what are you leaning towards? I'm gonna play mech, and I'm gonna run six unmovables in my sideboard. <laughs> all right. Straight up. <laughs> I mean, you can't really argue with that. But the results kind of speak for themselves, right? Yeah. So I'm going to play. So here's to give a little bit more nuance in it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run um, mid-range mech, which Matt Rogers has made pretty popular. Um, it doesn't have a ton of changes in, as far as the core is concerned. There are a couple that I won't say on, on the podcast. But um, as far as sideboarding goes, um, my general philosophy is going to be run six unmovables for the warrior matchup. Um, cut down on the zero cost defense reactions to make room for that and just try to outplay my ninja opponents because I believe that that matchup's 50 50 and it just depends on draws um, as far as like who draws what carts in what order. And so I do believe that um, it's more important for me to run the immovables to shore up the, the Rithia matchup, which I do believe is a little bit more difficult without them. And then just try to uh, just try to, Get there with four uh, with with four or five zero cost defense reactions with uh, against Ninja, and then after that, I'm comfortable with every other matchup, with the exception of Brute. But I think I've gotten more comfortable with how to play against Brute. Actually, um, I'm not as scared of it anymore. Do you think the Brute could be a sneaky dark horse here? If there's going to be a lot of dash decks, I think that I think that yes, I think that if if there's a lot of dash decks and you get paired correctly and you play your ass off against Arinthia, that yes, Brute could do well. That's a tall, tall task because they also have a bad uh, ninja matchup, right? Well, they have a. I think their ninja matchup and their Dorinthia matchup are pretty similar in the fact that you just have to block perfectly, and it just it's a hard, um, it's a hard deck to block with. I think that Brute's problem really comes in the form of Guardian, which absolutely just smashes it. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that, that might be one of those decks where you just load up and uh, um, take all your drugs of choice, get yourself all hopped up because you get to stay at home and just try to ride that wave. Yeah, I mean that's that's another thing with Brutus. It's like when you're playing that deck, you're committed to playing the long game almost every time. And so that that takes its toll. I mean, y'all know me. I started with Brutus. I loved. I still love that deck, and I want it to be good. And I still think it, I do think it's good. It's just I think it's one of those decks that just it requires it, it requires some serious uh, reps to be good with. How about you, Mike? Um, like I started playing the game. Like when I got into the game, I was told that hey, Mike, you might like like. You might like playing mechanologist. So I started playing Dash before I knew about who I before I even knew who Matt Rogers was and what decks were being built. Um, and I went hard on to like the boost mech mechanism. And then I saw the Matt Rogers decks and you know was in, introduced to induction chamber. So I'm gonna run that because it's what I'm comfortable with. You know, I, I like Wizard. Uh, Wizard and Constructed is uh, mind numbing in my opinion, because of the, the deck counting and the stacking of your deck. I know there's an OTK um, constructed wizard deck they're talking about that if they get it go off, sounds – kudos to them. You know, you count better than I do. I don't, sounds I, pretty I, sweet. Yeah, my head hurts sounds too much. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, like if you can pull it off, congrats. Like I can do it in Blitz. I can do a one-turn kill wizard deck in Blitz all day long. That's, that's not – but when it comes to and, and constructed, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to do a long tournament like that. I don't think I, my mental capacity could handle that. Um, so I am running dash, um, and that's that's to say that the only reason I'm not running ranger is because uh, I don't own the ranger deck. You know that's Chris's deck. Um, but I, I I went back and forth between which one I wanted to run in this constructed tournament. But I'm running dash just because that's what I play more more regularly. That's what I'm more comfortable with right now, um, and I've just, it, it, you know, like I, I hate playing the, the the top meta deck. I've never been that type of person, but I think I think that's just that is what that's where I'm at right now because I'm more more comfortable with it. Um, does that mean I'm going to win every game? Man, I lose to Dorenthia left and right. That is my hardest matchup. I just I can beat every other deck, but Dorenthia for some reason just just pisses me off. I cannot beat Dorenthia. The, the, my opponent always gets the good draw. They always have the right answer. Um, I don't misplay against it. They just, they just, for some reason, I draw bad. They draw good, and that's just the way it happens. I'm hoping that doesn't happen in this tournament. Um, but I can definitely see why Dorenthi and Dash I think is a 50-50 matchup. Um, and I don't see much ninja. Uh, Todd's the only ninja player we have, and I don't play him that often um, in our tournaments. We just we tend to dodge each other. It can be rough. Uh, bro. It can be yeah. rough. Yeah, oh, I, I I agree. I, I do agree. I, I see what ninja does. Um, now that I have a little bit more experience. After seeing Ninja, knowing to block certain cards so they don't get their card draw or how to block and when to block, make sure they don't hit their three strikes in a row kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned I learned that a lot. Um, this is, the sideboarding has helped out a lot. Um, I just – Dorenthia is my bane of my existence, and that's why I almost swore up to playing Ranger because that Ranger deck just, in my opinion, destroys Dorenthia um, the way we have it built. So – yeah, right now I'm leaning towards Dash, but if I see like Dorenthia popping up all over the place, then I wouldn't be surprised to jump to Ranger. What are you doing, Todd? Yeah, so I'm not going to be like these two degenerates and, and play mech. Good on you. So, but I have mech in my back pocket, isn't it? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yes, sons of. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going there first, but I, I'm definitely going to keep it in case. Um, no, I mean, look, this is a tournament for, for cash, right? Like, this is a tournament for money. So, like, uh, not not to sound like that guy, but, I mean, all bets are off. If, if you want a chance at winning, you got to make the hard calls. Um, and, and, and you got you to gotta take what you think is going to win you into the finals. Yeah. Um, because that – otherwise, like, nothing else matters. If you can't make it through day one, you, you can't make it to day two to even – Show off your super cool tech, right? Um, and, Is that and how it works? yeah, and, yeah. And, and and a good counterplay into a strong list doesn't feel like the smartest move in a tournament with with a design like this. Um, I'd l- really like to stick with Ninja. I'd actually really like to pull out that brute list I've been working on. Yeah, um, but I, I just don't think this is a tournament for for that brute list. Um, 
yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable playing something I thought was a dark horse in a tournament that's this tight. Yeah, and, like and that can work when you can do the submarine, right? You get through, get a bad matchup, but you're good against top cut. Yeah, like that feels okay. But in here, one loss is probably going to put you out. Yeah, and, and that's that's why you can't do it, right? Yeah. Um. So so if this tournament was any other design, like X and one makes it, mm-hmm. um, I probably run that list and and hope to feed my way through my pod and and make that X one cut because I feel like that's that's feasible. But having to win my pod, um, that might not. That feels like a. 53% chance. Uh, and and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, and that's just not good enough odds to, to bank on. Yeah. When you're, when you're looking at having to win out completely and go four Oh, like consistency is key. Yeah. And we know the consistent decks are, are the two that are going to be the yeah. most represented. So. so, so like if I'm looking at consistency, I'm looking at mech. Yeah. Um, like if I wanted to go with something that I thought that had the best chance to go four Oh, I'm looking at mech. Um, that makes me feel dirty inside. Yeah. Um, so, What's new though? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always dirty. So, like, <laughs> uh, like I will say this though: if 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 that's what you're looking at, and you're looking at like me and Aston are looking at running mech, you know, and y'all are dirty bitches too. I, well, I, I will say dirty this. some bitches. I started playing mech before I knew it was the top deck, and I apologize. But now that I don't I'm on the deck, for shit. that Aston does it because he played droids in Destiny. So. That's right. <laughs> but I will say this: like, I have it's got me to a point where I'm looking at what I can do for the mirror match. Yeah, because I know I'm going to run across it, yeah. obviously. So, what do you do? Like, like Addison already said, he's he's got some tech that he put in his deck that he's not, you know, going to put over the podcast. I got a car. I got a card that I'm running that you know a lot of people don't don't agree with. Like we we talked about it, you know that that I like, and it actually helped me out in this tournament. Yeah. Um. Probably an illegal card, you cheating bastard. Hey, he I, drew, I think he drew himself. Apparently, I'm not the one that cheats. I just don't catch my opponent cheating against me. We established that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but the, the so like so if that's the case, you know, if we're all looking at running the top decks, then what are we going to do to stop the mirror? Because I, as a dash, you know, me and Aston play each other some frequently. It just feels real bad because it's like, okay, who got their who got their setup first? You know, who drew better? And that's what it feels like sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna run Arg Smash in my uh, in my mech, as you and, should. Uh, I wish I could. I, wish <laughs> I, could. I don't have the balls to do it. Uh, <laughs> so so no, like, so like Addison, you know, you have, if you're running mech, you're gonna obviously expect to see other mech players. What, what oh, yeah. is your answer to to play against mech? Um, the answer is to uh, do more broken things than them. I mean, I, there really is no answer to it. It's it's. It's draw your items first and be as aggressive as possible. Because what I, beat, what beats mechanologists is when they can't set up and also pitch to attack at the same time. You have to get yeah. them to the point where they can't do anything. Like like last week, Todd, when you and I played against each other, we yeah. got down to like we got down to like sixteen health, and then I never attacked you again because yeah. I wasn't able to. That's how you beat them. Yeah. That's how you do. That's how you beat them. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, like my matches uh, against Mech with you with my Ninja, like give me a little bit more hope for my Ninja list yeah. and to um, most of the field of Mech players, because um, I feel like I know how to keep pressure on, and, and and I know how to chain even when I don't have chains available. Right. Right. Like. Uh, and that and that's part of the trick with playing ninja is trying to figure out those turns where you don't hit your combo chain, so you've got to chain out something else and 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 at least keep applying pressure. Uh, and and I think I've got that angle worked out in my list, um, but I don't know how confident I am in it for two thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> um, like like that that's the trick, right? Like. Do I feel like I'm I'm at that point where I can at least threaten for that? But do you feel like you can pick up Met right now and, and threaten? As Absolutely. Well? All I need is an induction chamber. Yeah, it's not hard to play. Like, like I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, it, yeah, it's not hard. I'm, like, uh, like I will give it this. Like, there are definitely terms where you have to figure out the proper procedure for what it needs to do, right? Right. But it does not have serious decision points like something like Ninja 
or something like Warrior even has, where you have to decide when to use your reacts and when they're most effective. It doesn't have those serious points. Once you're set up, it doesn't have those points. I agree. But a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things that people don't realize, like Addison, like you play mech all the time. How many times have you just taken straight damage to the face just so the next turn you know you're, you're getting yourself set up? A lot. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. There's sometimes where okay, I'm taking 10 to the face this turn just so I can make sure I can get my spark genius off or I have this plasma purifier in my hand that I have to play. I can't block with it because the blocks were zero. And I'm sitting on a couple of reds and a yellow, so I, you know, my only option is to, right, you know, take 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 this whole turn to the face and set up. Well, it's to not like you have an option. It's not like you're going to pitch the plasma purifier anyway to block. You don't have the option to. Like your option is to keep it in your hand and play it next turn. Yeah, I'm just, but yeah, like some players are going to get, I'm going to see that and they're going to get, they're going to get tilted. And be like, man, I want to, I want to drop down ten health this turn. Yeah, well, you're you're talking and, about the difference between people who know how to play and people who don't know how to play it. Right, exactly, and that's that, exactly what I'm saying about I mean, going into this tournament. Like, how many people are going to just pick up dash and be like, all right, I, if this is if this is a top tier deck, I'm going to run it. And then, well, they're, then they're gonna, so, so here's here's what I'll say about that. It's very much what Chris said. Chris is questioning whether or not he wants to put thirty bucks into playing in this tournament because he doesn't feel like he has a good matchup and he has the reps. I feel like if somebody's deciding to put $30 into this tournament to play, I'm just going to assume that everybody I play is fucking top tier. Because yeah. I'm not going to just fucking guess that they're bad. I, I I would agree with you on that, except for the fact that when I did, the last time I went to a Worlds event, I was thinking the exact same thing. I like, Every player I, I see I, here I don't care. is going to be top tier. And like, I, 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 I don't care. Some, I played against some scrubs. I like I don't care. Like but, oh, I, I I'd rather I would rather plan oh, yeah, for everybody. Over, yeah, you overassume, of course. You never assume that this person doesn't know what they're doing. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we're we're at COVID. People can't go to the local stores. They'll go like, oh, this is a term that I can actually do. This sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm gonna pay thirty bucks and jump in and play. I got a stimulus check. Why not do it? Yeah, but I don't I think that I don't in, think by that, the way. Nice job. You just bought in. Yeah. I, I don't think in. that I don't think that affects your decision on what deck you play though, Mike. Like you still right. You plan for the top tier, like you're playing. You're planning for day two. If you play yeah. scrubs along the way, then yay, that's icing on the cake. But that's not. That doesn't affect your deck choice. But right. I think, but I exactly. Think gonna, I think we're going to get some players that they've played this deck, their particular deck, a lot. They're comfortable with it, and they just haven't had. I, I just. I I think you also underestimate the impact that TTS as a whole is going to have on this tournament, um, because those people that are going to pay thirty bucks to play in a TTS tournament. Are probably people who are putting in reps on TTS daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I play with those people every day. Like I, I put on reps, reps daily. There's a league that goes on on TTS right now. Yeah, it's got like 26 or 20, like almost 30 people in it or something like that. So like, gotcha. you know, hey, maybe I'm being naive about it. You are, you okay. are, you're it's totally fine. roll tide. We'll see. That, that's you though, Mike. That's me. That's so that dash is easy to pilot. Sideboarding can be difficult if you don't know what to do. Sure. What to do Absolutely. Um. And then there are some decision points early in the game, but once you get set up, it's, it's roll tight after that. I mean, really, it yeah. Is. So that that leads me into an, another topic, which was for me. This is going to be helpful for me. I haven't played TTS at all for this, and I have avoided TTS traditionally for other games in which I do podcasts because it's incredibly tedious. And I know that Flesh and Blood is not that way. Uh, as a card game, it's much easier. I played a little Destiny on there. There's no dice for this unless you're playing Brute, so mm-hmm. it's a lot simpler. But Addison, as someone who plays a ton of TTS, what are some really good tips for people to prepare for this when they're playing on TTS? Um, specific tips for how to play on TTS? I would. Yeah, just, if, just like what kind of things would you suggest to somebody who's just getting into it? I, well, first thing I would do is watch a video. Is watch the video. Um, there's a video on YouTube done by um, – Tower number nine is his name. He he's the one that runs the league on Discord, and he does a pretty good how-to video on how to play uh, Destiny on TTS. It's not a super long video, so I would actually you mean watch flesh that video. And blood? Or yeah, what did I say? Flesh and blood. Destiny. Blood. Yeah, no, flesh and blood, not destiny. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I did that to you. Whoa, flashback! Yeah, you did. You brought me um, flesh and blood. But um, so but other than that, I mean, there's there's an end of turn button that you want to remember. That's kind of at the bottom of the. Uh, the um, the play mat where you can put your cards underneath so you're not picking your deck up each time and putting and that that takes that takes a lot of time. So once you re- realize that that's easy, um, that's cool. There's also um, 
on FabDB, this is this is actually my biggest tip for you guys. On FabDB, there's an option for sideboard. Build your deck and your sideboard separately, and it will split those cards up for you ahead of time so that you don't have to do that before you set your deck up. And you so can import your deck into TTS from FabDB, right? Yes. So you build it in FabDB, and then there's a little thing off to the left where you, um, in FabDB, you press link to deck. It'll copy it to your clipboard, and then you just paste it into the uh, little bar, press build, and boom, there's your deck. It comes right down, and you set it up. Mm-hmm. If you can't even find that, you can even um, on FabDB. As long as you're looking at your deck, you can highlight the last, the last set of letters before the backslash. Highlight that, copy that, and then yeah, and, and that'll also that, way. that will also that work. Also works. But I can't stress enough how how convenient it's been for me to not only for deck building and learning how to play this game, but also for playing on TTS is building a sideboard separately from your actual eighty card deck. Yeah. Yes. And then really, it should just be play as much as possible on there to get used to it, right? Yeah, and it doesn't take that long, honestly. This this wonderful thing about Flesh and Blood is the game actually flows pretty easily, and all the things that you do, like um, pitching cards, you know, I use I use dice on TTS to show how many resources I have floating, but there's also uh, the little life counters that you can use. A lot of, a lot of people use those, which is super convenient as well. Um, and, you know, just doing all these things is actually really easy. There's, you just pick your card up, put it in the combat chain, pay for it, and it's literally like you're just playing in real life. So if you played it in real life, TTS shouldn't be too bad for you. Now, I know that we have our Discord where we're still trying to build up a community for. Um, we have plenty of people there now. We have all the podcast crew. We've got some local guys who have joined us on there. Um, we, we are there, and we're available, and we're looking to play. Please come and talk to us and hit us up for some games. We'd like to play with you. Yeah. What are some other resources where you can find games on TTS? Um, if you're looking for games on TTS, the main place I would say, other than the from the Arsenal Discord, which where you can play with me if you'd like to play, um, is <laughs> the uh, the the main Flesh and Blood um, Discord server that has a channel called Looking for TTS Games, um, and in that whole section there's like there's 20 to 30 people a day looking for games maybe more uh so if you really want to get games in that's where you want to go are, are we sure that's not code for something else like rx smash my what no no, no. it's not, co- it's no, not code looking it's for not code TTS. for anything else though no nope. <laughs> tabletop simulator todd oh oh my bad sorry i was i was going to a dark place i know you were there you were. You can save that for Mike for later. It is Valentine's Day. Aww. 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 Adorable. So Wait a minute, what? I'm going to cuddle later. I got put out tonight. Yep. <laughs> That's not any different than any other night. Yeah, but tonight. <laughs> just means extra tonight because it's a does romantic it really, evening. Does it really mean something? I mean, I, if I'm the bitch in the, in the relationship, <laughs> I should get something out of this. Oh, you will. <laughs> Cephalus doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we've gone there. All right, totally deviated. Cool. So we talked about what we think we're going to see, what we think we're going to play, how you get ready for tournament prep. Is there any other tournament prep strategies you guys would say would be useful for people who have played traditional card games getting into TTS or people who haven't even played traditional card game tournaments? I will say this. When you go to a tournament, if you're going to a big tournament, you need to spend some like spend some time and just get yourself into the zone. Like, I've gone to major car tournaments. I've been to world championships. And, you know, before the tournament starts, I, just, I get to the, wherever I'm playing. I set myself down. I get all set up. And I just get myself in a zone. I either shuffle my deck. I look through my cards. I run through some practice rounds, you know, roll some dice, you know, whatever to get myself, you know, mellowed out and calmed down so that my first game, there is no first game jitters. So if, 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 you're, if you're on TTS, I would assume you get into TTS, you get, look at the screen, get everything set up. I mean, you might, be, you might not be able to set your deck up because you got to wait for your opponent in whatever room you're in. But get yourself, get your computer set up, get your, get your, your room quiet, closed door. You know, you have a drink if you want a drink on there, if you want some snacks, whatever you need to do, get yourself. And before your round starts, so, so you can get yourself into the zone, zone everything out and just concentrate on what you're getting ready to get into. That is the biggest thing when you go into a major tournament like this. I'll go a step farther. I think that's even harder on TTS um, is to zone out to focus. Um, Because generally most people are playing in their homes or something like that. 
So it's it's really hard, especially if you have like you have kids. I have kids. Um, I have, I have dogs. You have Addison has pets as well, right? You have pets oh, yeah. and kids. Uh-huh. Like there's so many like internal distractions in our private environments. I'm coming up here to play. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> that's fine too. But like there's so many internal distractions when you're trying to play in something like this. And it and it's easy on TTS to forget that you're playing something for competitive. Um and, and I think that's mainly because TTS is generally just like a filler tool that we use for games when we can't get live games, right? Um, so, so that part of it, the, the external distractions in your home environment, you, you need to find a way to quiet. Yeah. Um, that's true. I, I think, that's I think that advice. is, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest tip because when you're at home, it's easy to do the things like have breakfast, get a good night's sleep, have water, don't play hang hungover. Like it's easy to do those things when you're at home. Yeah. It, it, it's much harder to do those things when you're at a an, an event because, like, I'm going to get hammered. Right? Yeah. Like, that's See, just going to happen. Like, I'm, I'm going to play day one hungover. Like, it's just going to happen. Um, but, like, for TTS, the main thing I would say is cancel external distractions and try to focus in on that environment for the day. Yeah. So you, you have some balance. external stuff you have to worry about, like internet connection and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to add as far as the tournament structure is they are doing two different waves. They have an AM and a PM. It'll be 11 AM Eastern for one, 4 PM Eastern for the second. Um, you're going to get assigned one based on your pod. They're going to send you out a discord link to your pod discord 48 hours before the tournament where you have to check in with your pod captain. Um, they also are giving you only a five-minute window to make your match. So if you don't show up within five minutes, you take a game loss. Well, dude, if you can't show up on time on TTS. Well, that ties into something you were talking about. You get comfortable at home. Yeah. You know, you finish your game. You're sitting there browsing the internet. You forget you got a game. You're watching porn. Yeah, you got to be on top of it. We're not all watching porn. Well, you were probably watching porn. At one time. And then if you are fortunate <laughs> and make the top eight, it goes to a double elimination for the top eight. Top, oh, double elim for top eight. Yes. That's so that's when your games are going to get a little more serious. It's going to be a little longer, more drawn out. Um, there's going to be a winners and a losers bracket. Um, I believe everything's best of one, but that does mean a lo- uh, somebody can submarine up from the losers bracket and come up. And Absolutely, you can make top yes, that's they can. Interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. Good old submarine tactics. Yeah, I like them. So, so Addison, predictions. Yeah. Where where are you going to finish? Me? Yep. I have no idea. <laughs> um. Second in my pod and miss top ace. <laughs> oh, second in pod and miss top ace. Mike. All right. You know, I'm gonna say the same thing, Addison. I like I want I wanna be like, yeah, I'm gonna beat my pod. No, I'll probably come in second in my Todd because second in my Todd. <laughs> I came second Todd. Um no, I'll, I'll probably That's just, normally the case. Uh, yeah, you know, because I'm just so good. I make sure you finish first. Anyway, <laughs> God, that just went homoerotic. Woo! Um, I am probably going to finish second in my pod and not even see day two. And um, I'll come up here Sunday for our tournament because Saturday I won't be playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I do think that I'm really – so one of the things about this, this tournament since we've just gotten to play locally is I'm really excited to play against – like in a tournament setting against other people from across wherever they're yeah. from. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to play you guys. And I am preparing myself to get destroyed at least one game by somebody who just happens to be really badass. Um, because that's probably going to happen. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I'm decent at this game. I put a lot of time into it. I, I think about it a lot. I come up with sideboard strategies all the time. Like I'm doing all the, the stuff that you need to be do to be good at a game. But there's people out there that are just – they're just unbelievable. And so I i look forward to being paired against that person and being humbled pretty quickly um, about, where, about my skills as far as this game is concerned. Well, you and Mike have been extremely humble. I'm going to say that in my tournament experience, I have risen to the occasion. Yeah, you so have. I'm going out in the top four, and it's going to be because somebody else cheated. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh. Make it top On TTS. four. Make it top four. 
And you're gonna lose your pod. I'm gonna you're play. I'm gonna play a brute. It's got a die roller. So you're, nice. you're gonna finish top four in your pod? No, top four in the tournament. I don't, I don't buy that. I'm winning my pod. <laughs> I'm going to top eight. I'm gonna get a win. I'm gonna go out to somebody. I love it. Just, I love somebody's it. Somebody cheating. Cheating. It's probably gonna be Todd. Probably, it's probably it be might Todd. be. Todd's going to be like, I can't let him win. Well, I'm, then that means I finished top two. Yeah, because yeah. you cheated. Yeah, sure. I'm being I mean, I can mind. see that. <laughs> I'm just being humble in mind. If I, if I, if I win my top, my top. Gosh darn top. You what is with top. you? It's Valentine's Day, bro. He's my boo. <laughs> no, okay. I, I think I have a, as good a shot as anybody. I'm going to struggle with the dash matchup. I think that the stuff that you guys said earlier is going to make a lot of sense that there's a little bit of – Mind gaming going on with the type of deck I'm playing. I think that if I'm playing people that aren't familiar with it, it's going to come as a bit of a surprise to them. I think I have a good shot, and I'm going to be confident in myself. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to go out. I'm going to I'm going to go big. Yeah, I, I'm confident. In myself. I like I, I say I'm going to finish second in my pod mainly because the fact you can't that, change it now. No, no, no you can't change no, it. I'm not it. No, I'm you bitched it. out. I just know that I'm going to play against an, another dash player in my pod. And you and Addison gonna, are going to be in the same pod. It's going to be Addison. <laughs> it's going to be Addison or Matt Rogers. <laughs> Matt Rogers is going to be like, it's going to be like two o'clock in the morning in New Zealand, and he's going to be playing me. And he's like, "Oh, you playing Dash?" He's going to be playing you asleep and just wax and you. Just gonna like, well, <laughs> wax yep, you. Here I go. So that's how I say it's going to be like uh, Nova when I played Joe with the deck he built. Oh, you're going to come up against Matt Rogers. He's going to be like, "Hey, that's my deck. That's cute." Hey, I added a card <laughs> hey, that Matt Rogers did not have in his deck. Okay, it's like you must be a fan. You want an autograph after this? I do. <laughs> I do. Did Joe give you? Can one? I get it on the other ass? No, cheek no, no, I'm just too fans. scared to ask. Joe's <laughs> too scared to ask. I should have had him sign an Ewok Warrior for me. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get him to sign the other ass cheek that hasn't been spanked this hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh, I make day two. That that's as far as I'm going. I like it. I like it. I'm no. I'm just I'm 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 gonna bank on the fact that I'm gonna come from left field. I don't think I'm a bad player. Like because I, I, I do think that I have an ability to play above par. In, in awkward situations, and I and I think this tournament, like in the back of a Volkswagen, yes, like in the like back of the Volkswagen, whatever, like wherever it is, man, I'm, I'm able to adjust and adapt. I'm fluid. I'm like water. Are you are like you like that comic comedian that you know she doesn't see that many Bruce Willis movies because she's too busy? I don't know what you're talking about. Mike. I don't either, Mike. Right. What you're, are you talking about? Dude? Mine was a mall rats quote. You're ridiculous. I've been watching too much, too many Netflix specials. Um, so my tournament prep is actually because I've made this call. It's going to be making a list of excuses for why it didn't happen if I lose. I can't wait for that episode. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I'm going to have some good ones. Well, we'll, we'll be recording that that Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. Be, so yeah, our next podcast will be um, us talking about how badly we got beat. It will be it will be recorded after the end of this tournament. Awesome. Can't wait. All right, so us four back next uh, next next podcast to go over the results, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, make so, sure you guys so, take good notes. Who you played? What happened in the game? Yeah, I'm gonna write all. I'm gonna write I'm gonna be hammered. I'm gonna be hammered. You gotta work that day, Todd. It's you're 11 a.m. You're, you're gonna be at work. Uh, yeah, I'll be hammered. I'm gonna have to watch the shot for you. I don't know about that. I mean, if he's drinking, I can't. I have I have bad peer pressure. Y'all saw that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna get another drink. I should, okay. So, um, who else is playing from the show? Is is Lane playing or Brian? I, I haven't heard. I'm I not sure. I haven't heard of Lane or Brian or Yeah, I don't know if they are or not. I'm trying to get Minion in, but I haven't talked to him lately. The Minion's not really on the show. So, and I I did sign up during the show, so. Yeah, I'm committed now. Yeah, he signed. Chris signed up during the show, That's so beautiful. he is in. Yep. And yeah, you guys, if if you hear this and you want to get some games in, or you want to just talk strategy, talk prep, talk your deck, uh, please come visit us in Discord and talk to us. We're lonely. Mike's oh, yeah. getting handsy because nobody's talking to him. I, I don't have a job, so if you're on Discord and want to hit up a game, I, I'm free. Day, you know, there you go. I don't. I don't work. I, I I'm lonely. I need to cuddle and. You know, Todd's just not there for me much. You're just, making you know it what? worse, dude. I don't. I don't need to be there for you, Mike. <laughs> I need someone to be there for me. <laughs> I need. I, I said that so sad. I need. To, I need you to be your own man. 
Oh, now I'm the man in a relationship? I just, I don't know what you want from me. There you go. This got weird, guys. This got weird. On this one. This got weird. But yeah, do you guys have anything else to add that's not about your relationship? Um, <laughs> this is a good Valentine's Day episode. Just yeah. practice, yeah. practice, practice. Uh, yeah, I I will, uh, practice, yeah. practice, practice. And if you're more comfortable with a deck that's not top tier, run that. Just I'd and, agree. And have fun. Like if you're playing a dead game and not having fun, then and you're getting tilted and, and just like bang, 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 this shot, you don't. Oh, dear God. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us, everybody. We will talk to you after the tournament in two weeks. Thank you for listening. And as always, you fucked it up, Mike.